When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, Merry Christmas, we're back baby, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fancy Money podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, a much less excited John Richardson. The World Cup is finally over and we're back to absolutely blemish-free. Everyone's a good person and there's nothing wrong with it, Premier League football, and as a result, fantasy football is back. But the big news is Matt has been picking up tips from Mickey Mouse, having spent part of his Christmas as a fully grown adult at Disneyland. True or false? Uh, it's true. Um, I went to Disneyland Paris. Um, did Mickey give you any tips on uh, how to run your team? No, um, but... Hey, in... Balmoran! Hey, buddy! Why not triple captain? <laughs> it was a 40th birthday present, and I've got to say, um, three of the best days of my life. Really? Have you ever been? No, no, we talk about it a lot. Um, what with, um, you know, Elsie being young and all, and it's hmm. on the agenda... And I'm delighted to know that it's that good. Okay, firstly, well, I had a number of, I had a, I had a mixed experience. So um, the Ratatouille ride is phenomenal. I, I mean, I'm just used to British theme parks. So I always think, oh, this is going to be a bit rubbish. It's just overwhelming how immersive and special and the details. So the Ratatouille ride, you're like a little rat screen through a huge restaurant. And well, it's 3D. Ratatouille, right? It's so good. Really? Right, right. Oh, oh! I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. Oh, I should have been there. Bloody yeah, you've right. got to go to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so Ratatouille, I, I mean, news to me, there even was a Ratatouille ride. It's not right. It's not the film that leaps out as a as a ride experience. What are you going through Paris getting uh, tomatoes thrown at you? You kind of go through a restaurant and they're trying to catch you. Obviously, I mean, it's Disneyland Paris. It's set in Paris. So there's like a whole Parisian element to it, which I guess is nice. Now, that was one of my favourite ones. Right up the other end was the Tower of Terror. Right up the other end on this podcast usually means something else. Well, I tell you what, it almost led to that. So (laughs) if if you've not been to any Disneyland park, let me tell you this. The Tower of Terror is basically a sheer drop ride where you are purely only ever going up and down vertically in in a metal cage. And it was only when... I mean, I don't know why it didn't... I've been on one of these things before, like, you know, the one at um, Thought Park's called Detonate. You know those ones where they just raise you up and then just drop you? Like FBL. (laughs) I hate those rides. I don't mind going fast. I don't mind being spun. I don't mind a loop-de-loop. But just pure drop... When your arse is off the seat and you feel like you... It's a a, a appalling physical feeling. Anyway, so it's only when it just dawned on me. I was like, oh, this is the tower. We're just going to drop here. And then um, I... (laughs) I gripped onto my partner 
and I think then she realised that I, I was in quite a bad way. And <laughs> there was there was a moment where, had the ride not stopped when it did, I, I, I swear to God, I would have puked and shat at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I was in such a bad way. And I just said to her at one point, well, halfway, and I just went, I hate this. I hate it. And then I got off. I mean, it took me hours to calm down. We had to go on the cars ride just to sort of chill out and have a little poodle around. Um, but it's horrible. I mean, it's. I don't know why they invent rides like that. It's just torture. If they did that at Guantanamo, like Amnesty would get involved. How many times do you go up and down? You're just up, down, up, down, and then they open up the... Oh, there's one bit, and you just think, you fuckers. So they take you right to the top, and then these doors open, and you look down over the whole park, and you think, I know what's coming. You're just going to drop me. So just do it. Do it! Do you know what? You feel like you're in the stocks at a public execution. You just think, you lot. Yeah. And... um they just drop you from a huge height. And obviously people are just screaming in there. You, you, your ass leaves the seat. And I can't tell you what a horrible feeling that is. You just feel like you are free falling. It's not for me, John. It, it really, and actually, I was going to go on the Marvel um, roller coaster, but I bottled it. I, I bottled, and then I went on the Star Wars simulator on my own. And it was a similar setup to the Tower of Terror. And I bottled it. I said, I don't want to go on. I don't want to go on. Oh, did and, you? Um, you drank that. Monsieur Le Maire, bottle of pantalon. You know what? I was I was speaking French a lot over there. Were you? Yeah. You give us a little um give us a little taste of uh, Matt Ford en Francais. Uh, 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 bonjour, uh, monsieur. Uh, je voudrais un uh, Heineken et un uh, Prosecco, s'il vous plaît. Lovely, very nice. Yeah. And combien de Heineken avant de la pant shitting? When you say you're on the Tower of Terror and you puked and shat, what what had gone in in the lead up? Had you had you remained fairly sober onto the ride, or were you five or six Heineken et du chien chaud? D'accord, tout le monde. Um, so I, I, I was hungover on that ride. So then I yes. didn't drink that day because going on roller coasters hungover. I mean, we went on the Finding Nemo ride and I almost spewed on that. <laughs> it was called Crush's Coaster. I was like, oh, why does everything have to involve psychological torture at this place? But like I say, I really enjoyed it. Well, and, um, Probably didn't want to find him. Oh, mate, it just, it, it, it's a magical place, you know. It, it really is. We, I'm used to basically going to Skegness. So I just thought, oh, this is going to be. Not rubbish, but I was just like, my my horizons for the quality of the rides were, were very narrow. And, and this has really opened my world and my mind and my heart to uh, new experiences. Has it made you want to do Florida? Oh, yes. I've always wanted to do Florida and Universal Studios. Um, so it, th- that was lovely. And I had a Mickey Mouse pizza. You get pizza and it's the shape of Mickey Mouse's head. Oh, that's nice. That's cool, isn't it? And um, we had some lovely red wine. It was just a very, very special experience. And um, the food's great. It's like being in America. It's like being in America in France. You know what I mean? So it's a very American experience, but with the with the French element. It's kind of mad. I'm, I want to hear more of your French, really. Okay. Um, uh, excuse me, uh, monsieur. Uh, uh, sorry, pardon, mademoiselle. Uh, uh, I can picture you doing little hands, flapping your little hands. Oh, yes. I, I really did try and sort of... How uh, you say your... It was tipping it down. But, God, I stuffed my face. Uh, it was just such happiness, just such joy that it brings you. So many good... Oh, the Phantom Mansion was good, the big haunted house on the hill. Um, Thunder Mountain Railroad, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, I 
bobbed myself a bit on that. I mean, anything that drops, I'm just like, here we go. Whiplash and soiled knickers. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, my God. Get their catches ready at their back. Oh, man. But um, I, I managed to not puke or poop on any ride. And, and I think that's a massive win, given that I was there for three days. Well, congratulations on behalf of all the CPFPL listeners. Congratulations for not shitting yourself in front of a startled child and ruining its Christmas. Yes, I did try to behave. And then obviously, back in Blighty, and uh, the Premier League is underway now. We're recording this ahead of Leeds versus Manchester City after... Yes. Forest, Man United, Man United, Forest. I don't know if you're feeling sick and free fall. Did you I see? I did watch it. Yes, I watched it in a pub in Chipping Norton, um, round the corner from the pub where you, I, and my dad once played topless darts. Yes, a great day. Pink plaque there on the wall now. Yeah, it does feel weird going back in there. You're like, oh man, did we disgrace ourselves? But it felt. It felt pretty harmless at the time. Um, how did Forrest get on? I didn't see it. It wasn't... It, we were sort of lacking up front, really. That's that's all the review we need. How did Forrest get on? Oh, was that audible? <laughs> yeah. Was it? I thought I'd managed to kind of... Do you know what? I, I've, I've drank and ate more in the last seven days than I have probably in the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Not on a day-to-day. And I just... I think I'm just trumping and burping and not realising. And, and I'm sorry. I'm just so sorry. It's fine. I, it's, it's, it's the part of your work I enjoy the most. I think you know, it's your words that are overrated. I think okay. your intestinal reflexes are absolutely flying. Um, so, yes, I did watch it. We, we were lacking up front, really, and they were very good. Um, Yates, he scored, and it got ruled out, and that would have been 2-1, and you think, oh, maybe we could nick something. But we were beaten by the better team. Um, also, we couldn't play Dean Henderson because he's on loan from uh, United. I see. So our second choice goalkeeper, Wayne Hennessy. He was good, but you know, he's, he's no Dean. And um, Now, of course, you gambled on that uh, drubbing by picking Marcus Rashford in your team. Well, it, it also, not just on that game, but just more that I thought after the World Cup, he was clearly in form. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you basically could refresh your whole side, which... I have done, uh, and I'm sure you have done too. Um, yes, on Christmas Day at about 11pm. Oh, shit! Were you drunk? Uh, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was drunk. But you sent me a picture on Christmas Day, John. Yes. Of you with a, a very uh, thick wig on, thick dark yes. wig. I'm going to guess that you were dressed as Arthur Christmas. Am I correct yes. or am I... You're exactly right, yeah. I dress up uh, every year. I have a different Christmas Day outfit. Started about 10 to 15 years ago when I dressed up as Cousin Eddie from um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Turtleneck sweater, uh, white loafers and so on. And uh, I've been the Grinch. And, uh, that one was great. Year, I'd say my daughter's favourite Christmas film at the moment is Arthur Christmas. So I ordered the Arthur Christmas sweater with the baubles hanging down. And uh, I got a little wig, and uh, nobody knows what Arthur Christmas is, it turns out. So I was just sweating my tits off, cooking a Christmas meal in a synthetic wig and a thick jumper. But I know. So that's the payoff, isn't it? Is that your sacrifice, your hard work, your graft was eventually recognised on one of the country's leading podcasts. That's true. Um, That's true. It has all been worth it. And I look forward to the resulting TV spin-off Comedians playing FPL in fancy dress as little-known animated Christmas characters. I'm just glad that some good came out of it. 
This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Um, now, Leeds City tonight, John. Will you be there? I will not be there, no. I'm away visiting family. Um, it's a tricky one with Leeds this year, isn't it? I made a mistake in my FPL team because I forgot to change it. So I stupidly left Kiefer Moore in and I should have brought Brendan Aronson in because um, I think we've been better against the better teams this year. Obviously, we've beaten Liverpool and Chelsea, you would imagine. And Pep himself has said he'd rather not be playing Leeds. Um, first game back but let me be uh, honest and say that I have three Manchester City players in my FPL team to cushion the blow of what is probably likely to be a heavy defeat Alfinger Haaland Alfinger Haaland Erling Haaland has had a nice (laughs) rest Um, I'm sure Alfinger Haaland's had a nice rest as well I'm sure Alfie did the Christmas dinner don't worry I'll do it um, Erling's uh, it would be nice to think he'd put on a bit of weight Erling wouldn't it? he strikes me as a man who he, he could go for it couldn't he well, what like Calvin Phillips did like Calvin did yeah coming back from England overweight of course listeners to the regular show won't have uh, heard from us since the World Cup finals perhaps you'd like to speak about thoughts your emotions at the time you were obviously when we did the live show you know I'd say England's defeat fresh in the mind you were you were all over the shop Having seen the final, Southgate's pledged that he's staying. How are you feeling? Well, just on the final, I wasn't going to watch it because once England are out, I protest then, mate. Well, I, 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 I'm a bit of a sourpuss. Shit about human rights in the ninety-third minute. Oh, it was nothing to do with that. It, it was just um, once England go out, I'm just a bit of a sour about the whole thing. The, the spell's been broken. You know, Christmas is over yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, so I was actually watching. What film was I watching? I think I was watching a Christmas film. I think I started watching uh, Scrooged. And um, my partner said, look, really, you should be watching this. And and obviously, everyone was talking about it. So I watched the second half, and I'm glad I did, because very rarely does a final deliver, really, as a spectacle. And it's probably the best final of any tournament ever. So it it was a great thing to watch. And I didn't really mind who won. So you were in, and you deliberately put something else on? Oh, yeah. And it didn't bother you? Uh, Well, I ended up watching it, didn't I? But I was just like, oh, sod it, sod it. We're not there. I really thought we were going to win it this time. I really, really did. I keep thinking about Jude Bellingham every day. Um, But, yes, (laughs) in the end, I just thought, ah. And then I thought, well, I've watched all this. You know, I mean, obviously, so many weird moments in the final. I don't know if you saw when when Messi wins and then the Qatari guy puts a kind of drape over him for for the lift of the trophy. No, I've only seen the Salt Bay saga. Salt Bay. Also, the keeper, the Villa guy, when he like wins the Golden Glove and then mimes the it yes. being his dick. It's a wonderful time. This is a celebration we're always You're mad that he's going back to Aston Villa, isn't it? I can't get. You can't quite get your head round the fact that a World Cup winning goalkeeper is having a little break and then heading back to Aston Villa. And let's be honest, he's not a character. He's a dickhead. Kicking the ball away before a player takes a penalty is foul, and he should have been sent off for that. I hate yeah. that rubbish. It's um, a sodding. Didn't your keeper do something in a penalty shootout? Oh, waving the old baseball cap, wasn't it? Oh, what? 
No, that wasn't during the... What, our current keeper, Dean Henderson? It was celebrating afterwards, wasn't it? I remember doing yeah. something that... that you don't have to celebrate saving a penalty, pal. Tried to wind you up about and you weren't having it. No, I wasn't having it. it you're usually... I, this is the thing, I can tell that you're kind of full of pud-pud and Brussels sprouts um, because um, you're you, you, you slightly off there, just slightly wider the mark. Last night, I had a frozen... The vegan burger with a cauliflower hash brown inside and some sweet Ooh. potato fries, which I do not like. Sweet potato fries can sod right off. Oh, I like them. What have you been drinking, John? Glasses of wine, a few Christmas ales. Um, oh, lovely. I've got to that age and I don't resent it at all. The cliched age of, oh, just get me socks and booze. Absolutely. Just get me clothes so I don't have to go clothes shopping and get me booze. So I don't have to think about the drudgery of life. And that's what's happened. We were, uh, lovely clobber and some lovely booze. I was part of a secret Santa. Um, ah, yeah. And it was 25 quid. So a decent amount. And we did it through a website where you can add a wish list so people know what to get you. And I just said either aftershave or a nice bottle of red wine. Uh, do you know what I got? Nice bottle of red wine? 75 bog rolls. <laughs> I'll send you the picture. You got me three twenty-five bog roll multi packs, and I've got to tell you, I was overjoyed. Happy with that? I just thought it was such a funny thing, um, because it, it, yeah, they you know, there's a sort of joke that I use that I'm on the toilet a lot, and I just thought, what a great gift. Now I couldn't bring it back down because we were flying, so it would have exceeded the weight limit. So so happy with it. A real treat. What are you done with them? Well, they're just. They're just at his house. I've got to, I've got to pick him up next time I so see him. You have to hire a car to drive to your in-laws' family to pick up 75 toilet rolls. Yeah. Worth it, though, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's something that should be documented. They'll turn it into one of those art house films. Like, remember that old codger who gets on the lawnmower and goes across America? You desperate for a shit, and there's no toilet roll in your house, and you remember these 75 bog rolls, and you're travelling across UK trying not to crap your pants. <laughs> I'd make it. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't even get to your car. You'd shit yourself yeah, in enterprise reception. As long as I don't go on the Tower of Terror, I'm fine. Yeah, I've got a turtle to Yaris for that. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter, pal. <laughs> John, I've got some exciting news. You're retiring from comedy and emigrating. <laughs> no, even uh. more exciting than that. We are going to release our very own CPFPL podcast beer with Kirkstall Brewery, and we've asked our listeners to send in their suggestions for what it should be called, uh, and like Erling Haaland, they have delivered. So, we've got a name for our new beer. Can you remember what it is? It's CPFP Hellas. It's a real quench boost. Oh, man, I think it, I can't believe... This is so cool that we've got our own beer. CPFP Hellas, a real quench boost, will be released soon by Kirkstall Brewery and we'll be giving some away as prizes to listeners and another slice subscribers. And we might even get some paraphernalia made up of beer mats and bar towels. This is the dream come true. Now, as we know, Kirkstall are known for their delicious cask beers like Three Swords and Dissolution, as well as modern hoppy beers like Virtuous and Judicious and CPFB Hells will be no different. We've got our own beer. 
As well as brewing great beer, Kirkstall also have some of the best pubs in Yorkshire, like the Kirkstall Bridge Inn and the Cardigan Arms in Leeds, the Sparrow Inn in Bradford, and their own tap room at the brewery on Kirkstall Road. You can get 20% off everything with the code CPFPL20. Just visit the website, kirkstallbrewery.com, click on shop, and enter the code for 20% off everything with the code CPFPL20. And oh my God, coming to market soon, our own beer, CPFP Hells, a real quench booth. Can you imagine? I mean, is it the most egotistical thing in the world to get drunk on your own beer? It would be worse if it was called like 40. I got drunk on our own show. I've had five pints of me. Getting high on your own supply. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to taste it. John, are you ready to welcome our last very special guest of the year? Yeah, is it Donald Duck? Is it Mertie Oz from Disney? It's not Donald Duck. Although, does her name sound like a Disney name? I guess if it's Scottish Disney, her name has a kind of ring to it. She's a phenomenal comedian, a massive football fan. It's Susie McCabe. Susie, you're a massive Celtic fan. Do you play Fantasy Premier League? I don't because what happens is I always forget because I'm always travelling or doing something. So I'm like, oh, I forgot. But I do have a lot to say about players in the Premier League because I watch it all the time. There's a constant loop. This is probably the benefit of being in a same-sex relationship when you just have a constant loop of football on in the house and no one wants. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I would say that and not getting pregnant are the two benefits to being a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) So is there like a, I mean, I I don't know if there is like a a Scottish equivalent or or do people just not that bothered about it? Can you imagine a Scottish equivalent? I've got my neighbour Tam at left back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've got uh, I've got the boy that goes running in the park. Uh, he's my midfielder, box to box. That lad's got an engine. You know that would that would be the Scottish equivalent. It would just be full of like. Well, for me, it would just be full of Celtic players because I think if you support any of the two Glasgow teams, you'd be like, I don't care how good. I've, I don't care if they've got Mbappe. He's not going in my fantasy team because he plays for them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't be tempted to. I mean, Aberdeen are, uh, are riding high in, in, in third currently, and they're, they're just the 26 points behind Celtic. So, you know, it, it's more exciting than you make out. Yes, yes. Uh, do you know, Celtic played Aberdeen just after the World Cup. It was uh, our first game back up at Pitodry. And Jim Goodwin, the manager of Aberdeen, who went from St Mirren, is, is not only quite an attacking, he, like he was a defender as a player. He was a, good, he, was a, he was a decent kind of German defender. But his team's normally played really good football. And... Celtic went to Pitodri. Now, bear in mind, it's the first game back since the World Cup break. So we had, like, Juranovic, who was playing for Croatia, so he was out. And we had another couple of players, Dyson Maeda, he was playing for Japan, so he was out. Oh, no, he was actually back in time because he got put out of the quarters. And I thought, you know, like, as much as what the team's done, warm weather training and they've played, like, bounce games, this is a this is a sticky game for us. Always going to Pitodri is always really difficult. We're just back after four weeks off. You know, you're just you're just ring rusty. And he played an eight zero two. And I'm like, this must be one of the worst games of football I've ever watched. And one of the stats of the game, so our captain, uh Callum McGregor, had came back after injury. It was his first game back as well after quite a, a bad injury. And 
he's a he's a cracking player, McGregor, and he had something like 179 passes in that game, and that was more than the full Aberdeen team put together. My God, like really, just like what are you doing? Like just have a go. And I was on one of the the Scottish football radio programs after it, and I was like, I was just so disappointed because. It's always a real, you know, it's a 3-2 or a 2-1 or a 4-3 game, you know, and you're just like, just have a have a go. I know Celtic are playing really well in the flying high, but have a go. And you're sitting third in the league, you're the best of the rest. So what difference would it have made? Well, that's it. Well, given that you're, you can't be hoping to catch Celtic or Rangers, so you sort of write off those games. You just mm. win the rest, don't you? And you do that by playing well. Yeah. You, there was a lovely, you mentioned the World Cup there. And um, there was a lovely little chat that the the two of you had on on Twitter after England went out of the World Cup. Um, yes, that was very sweet. I like to read it. Matt, you said "Ah man," that, that was some of your. Well, it was more like "Ah oh, man." It wasn't. It wasn't like that at all, Matt. It was like "Ah oh, man, take me to the nearest bridge because my whole year has been building up." <laughs> and uh, other than Notts Forest getting getting <laughs> getting promotion glory. This is what I've been living for all year, and then it collapsed. <laughs> and you were relieved that England went out, but you were good enough to say that um, it had been a good tournament and that England have a cracking team and manager, and that things are looking good. Yeah, I do. Like I do think, like obviously, I was like I just always watch football, but I do think England have a have a good team. I think there's some great players in that team who I really enjoy watching, and I always think that Gareth Southgate is like. There's a Keir Starmer thing with Gareth Southgate, right, where he is going to take your bins out when you're in holiday. But <laughs> I think he's such a good man. I think his moral compass is, in, is really in the right place. And I think, you know, the heartache that he went through in his career and what he will always be remembered for, and he's, he's managed to turn that around and take a good team of players like Saka and Foden. I mean, how can you not enjoy watching them, you know? And I just think that... Gareth Southgate is such, he just comes across as such a nice man. And I just don't think that England are up at that level yet, like with France or Argentina, but I think they could be. You know, they just need a wee bit of luck. And But thankfully they weren't. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> like, no offence. No offence to anyone listening to this, but I tell you what, it would have been unbearable. But I also said, like, I... I, I really supported the Lionesses, right? And it's probably the first time I've ever supported England at sport in anything, right? Because it's just a rivalry thing. But I, I really wanted the Lionesses to win that because I thought they played really well. I thought they all came across as really humble. The atmosphere, the fans, the family thing. And for the greater good of not just women in football, but women in sport, it was such a big thing. And I, and I really kind of cheered them on. And there was also a bit of me going... I don't want the England men's team to win this because I don't want it to overshadow that achievement of the women. How long will that last? If the the Lionesses have had like a big showpiece victory now, mm. next tournament, surely there'll be a bit of fuck off, you've won one now. That'll do. Or does it still carry on because it's, you know... Yeah, I think I will carry on because I just think we still need... Like, I think when you look at that tournament and all the positivity and then you look at all the negativity around Qatar mm. and you think, no, 
women making a point because, you know, I mean, we can hear in the news just now what's happening with women in, in Middle Eastern countries and it's pretty grim. So I just think the importance of women in sport, and I don't mean that as like a big drum banger, but I do think it is really important and I do think they all come across really well. And the fact that a lot of the female commentary is so, so good and it really annoys the right people. You know, <laughs> like I love, oh, I love seeing the old gamins having an absolute meltdown that these people <laughs> with breasts would dare to comment in football. You know, and they 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 know way much more about football than them, uh, and I love it. So I think the overall thing, and to be fair to the BBC, ITV, Sky, uh, even Amazon, they've done a real push on having visibility of women in the sport and I think that also comes in the back of the success of the England's women team so for a while for a while I'll I'll, I'll be like up the women come on girls uh, but you know if it's playing Scotland I'll be there with a kilt on a brave heart face a bottle of whiskey <laughs> wear sausage tablet thrown it at yous uh, but yeah, no, so I think I think it is a good thing. But God, can you imagine how unbearable you'll be if you win the World Cup? Oh, jeez. Well, absolutely. But so what about the Premier League then? So do you, do you have like favourite teams? Like, I don't know, like good people like Nottingham Forest. Would you root for them more than dirty league? It's funny, right? Because there's teams that I really don't like and clubs that I don't like, but there's also teams like, like, so not as far as see with you last season, watching you on Twitter and sending you the odd message and just being like, oh, mate, oh, mate, I'm nervous for you. Do you know what? And obviously there's a. There was a Celtic connection with Forrest with John Robertson and Martin O'Neill. Yes, yes. As well. And I love Cluffy. I, I, yes. I just, just, I mean, how could you not just love Brian Clough? <laughs> Brian Clough is basically, I think Mick Lynch is the child of Brian Clough. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and like he used to work with a guy who was a massive Baggies fan. So I've got a little soft spot for... For the baggies, you know, but generally, like, you know, a lot of people go, they're my second team. Well, you know, like when Liverpool were flying high, I really enjoyed watching Liverpool. And in fact, actually, last year I'd done a gig in Derbyshire and then I went up to support Manford in St. Helens and I had all day. So it was a Celtic were getting the trophy that day. So I drove to Liverpool early and done the Anfield tour. Just great. Just for something to do. It was just great. It was great. And the 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 they've got the European Cup out and the lads like, Are you wanting a picture? I know like because I was mis- myself, obviously, because you know what it's like when you're jobbing about the country, right? You do everything yeah. on your on your Todd and uh, uh, the red and white. And I was like, nah, mate, I, I can go to my own club and get a picture with that. You're all right, pal. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but it was a really great tour, and I'm gonna try and do that more and more going and see the stadiums where I'm where I'm gigging if I can if it, it was FA Cup day as well so I done that and then went down to uh, watch watch the Celtic game in a pub in the middle of Liverpool so Man. but like just now like I, I'm really enjoying watching Arsenal yes uh, and I love I still love I I was never angry at him leaving but my God do I love Kieran Tierney I love that boy I love oh, him. what a guy. He is, and you know, I met him once and I said to him, who's the hardest team that you've played against? And his answer was superb. He went, oh, this is when he was still playing for Celtic. He went, oh, Motherwell, man, they just play like a gang. 
Wow. <laughs> and I thought, what a, what a great description from a professional footballer. Do you know what I mean? Stuff that you don't oh. hear when a camera's in front of them. So, yeah, like I'm really, so I tend to just watch teams that are playing really good football, but there's some clubs that I just cannot get on board with. I'm just like, nah, no way. I don't care you who like. they play. Chelsea. <laughs> I just cannot. I just, everything, I'm just like, not. Like, I just don't feel as if they have a heritage. Like, Leeds have a heritage. Notts Forest have a heritage. Um, Liverpool have a heritage. You know, Man United have a heritage. Like, even City, to a degree, as much as with their great table, which I'm like, whereas there's something about this Arsenal team like, you know, I grew up with really successful Man U teams and they were just good to watch, but I don't have I, I don't have enough room in my heart for a second team. I just don't. I'm just, I'm, I'm dedicated to Celtic Scotland. I was with you until you said right to watch Manchester United and then... <laughs> but under Fergie in the 90s and the amount of rebuilds they done, like, I don't think we can ever underestimate how much of a hold that was. I'll give but, you that. But also... How dramatic it was when they lost their CEO and they lost their manager at the same time. And then the absolute spiral down the way was just, wow, you know? I mean, you say spiraled. I was having this conversation with my dad last night. Spiralling for some teams is like eighth. I mean, Rangers spiralled, Leeds spiralled, Forest spiralled. Spiralling is like two fucking leagues down. Absolute, we're going to go out of business here. Yeah. I mean, Rangers did go out of business, John, I'm not going to lie. Like, they did physically yeah. go out of business, right? But, but yeah, no, I know I know what you mean. And you want to pick that up again and, and not laugh when you say it? Or you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no point in even pretending, John. There's no point in even pretending. But there's a, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. But there is a thing where I think as well we man you... Like, I just find them, sometimes I just find them a bit unbearable as fans. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, get over it, man. Like, you're not being successful. But then it's football. Do what, though? Stadium tour. Old Trafford is sensational. Yeah, I I actually want to... My God, it's like the end of the Goonies going into their trophy cabinet. It's just like gold and platinum everywhere and beads and jewels and it sparkles (laughs) with the light. I enjoy doing all that. I enjoy it. It's, it's such an education in football because it's so intrinsically linked. I know we kind of go prone sandwich brigade, but it's so in- intrinsically linked with life and politics and and what football represents for people that I just love all that. Well, and travelling around, obviously, there's a whole load of stadiums you'll be able to visit on your tour, which yes. uh, starts again this year. So uh, where does it start and, and where else are you going? All right, so it, start, it starts in Berwick, a well-known uh, football. I want to be a Berwick Ranger, only live for six and danger. I'll need to be in the away end. Uh, <laughs> I just can't be in the home end with a team with Rangers in it. Come on. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we've got Berwick in the 24th, and then I'm straight into the Glasgow Kings the night after on the... Oh, that's one of the nicest theatres anywhere in the world, the Glasgow Kings. Absolutely beautiful. You know, John, I had a show booked in for March 2020 and it went ahead last year and we're almost a year to the day from that um that gig. And it was and I'd obviously like done support in it and done like charity gigs in it and stuff, you know, doing 10, 20 minutes. But to go out to that full room and yeah. do a show for 90 minutes, it was just an incredible experience. 
to be there and it's your hometown and it's your home theatre and it's where you went as a kid and stuff and ah, oh, it was it was honestly it was phenomenal. Um, oh, that's great! And and because you're playing Glasgow on tour, you could do uh, you could do Ibrox during the day. Yeah, yeah, I'll do Ibrox. Uh, no trophies, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll go and see Ibrox and uh, I'll maybe go up to Partick Thistle, who are also a club which is kind of on the brink just now with fan ownership and stuff like that and trying to oust their board. They're going through a really hard time as well. So, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll jags, they'll partick thistle. In Aberdeen, so I'll go to Pataudry because it'll be freezing in the 25th of May because it's always freezing <laughs> at Aberdeen. I'm at Aberdeen Tivoli. I'm at Eden Court in Inverness. I'm at Perth Theatre where we've actually had to put on a second date. And we've got some... Uh, Beric Hoyk and the lovely Dumfries Theatre Royal, which is beautiful. So I'm going to all those places and then we're about to announce the um, Highlands and Islands dates where I will be everywhere. In fact, the last time I, I done this, I went to Stornoway on the Isle of Lewis and the night before they had Alan Karen. And I was like, well, Stornoway, you wait 200 years and you get two in the one week. I mean. Well, good luck with the tour, Susie. You're a phenomenal comedian. It's been great having you on. Oh, Thank thanks, you. mate. Cheers. Thanks for having me. I'm loving it. Oh, pleasure. We never got to discuss with Susie uh, what she had for her Christmas dinner. Do you know what she had for Christmas dinner this year, Matt? No, go on. She skipped Christmas dinner and just had a massive cheese board. Oh, my. It's a good shout, isn't it? It's the bit you're always too full for by the time it comes. She's gone straight to it, and I admire that about her. And if that's the sort of person you want to see on tour, then you can catch Susie next year, as discussed. That's it for uh, our final show of 2022. We will be back next week. Who knows? Leeds might have beaten Manchester City uh, 4-3 and Alfinger Haaland scored a hat-trick and somehow I won the FPL week and Leeds won. It's not going to happen, uh, although this week's FPL hangs on Matt Ford's decision to captain Kevin De Bruyne and mine to captain Erling Haaland. We will find out how that wraps up next week. Have a wonderful new year. And do get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com if you um, had a different Christmas dinner. Did you skip the main event? Did you have a chipboard instead? Maybe you stay at a selection box fpl.com and of course merry christmas to you all happy new year bye